Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. Okay. I have some exciting news. Enrollment to the Collective Group Mastermind is officially open. The Collective is an exclusive six-month personalized group mastermind to help you fast-track your success inside a powerhouse community. Look, I get it. Going it alone in your business is overwhelming, expensive, time-consuming, and sometimes a little soul-crushing. If you're like me, you know you need guidance, but it's also tough to tell what programs or coaches to spend your hard-earned money on, and you have limited times, so you're spending all your time figuring out which ones make the most sense. And if you're being honest, putting down a solid investment in yourself makes you a little nervous. Okay, maybe a lot. And you've probably picked up some helpful resources and mini courses with lower price tags along the way, but you found that they can only get you so far. There is a difference between investing in a $99 course versus investing in your business long term. What if you had a community, a business coach, and could regain your sanity all wrapped up into one? That is The Collective. The Collective is an exclusive invite or application group only where we dig in for six months on really growing and scaling your business. But here's the best part. We really focus in on that long-term strategy. So when you leave the collective, you have all the tools you need to keep going. We dig into systems and structure and routine and productivity. And the best part is, is I hold you accountable. So in addition to meetings and one-on-ones and hot seats and mastermind calls, you also get check-ins from me. So you have dedicated time to work on your business. And at the end of the six months, you can actually see results. The Collective starts in February of 2021. And for all you podcast listeners, if you mentioned that you heard about The Collective on the podcast, you get an additional 30-minute one-on-one strategy session with me, which basically means it's me and you mapping out your year for 2021. It is an amazing opportunity. The collective is already half full, and I cannot wait to introduce you to all the amazing women on the inside. You are going to love this so much. It is going to scale your business to new heights, and you are going to have a team of amazing entrepreneurs holding your hand along the way. You definitely need to jump on this before the offer disappears. So set up some time with me via the link in the show notes and let's chat. You are listening to episode 88 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And if you've listened to any of my stories lately, or even some of my posts, or maybe even some of my guest podcast episodes, I have been a lot more vocal about my relationship with social media. And so I thought I would share a little behind the scenes of where it came from, what I'm doing about it, and just maybe a little more personal update than uh, we're used to here. So first, I will start out by saying, 
When you run a business online, of course, it is important to have a social media presence. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not on social media and I'm not trying to do all the things because I am, but I found myself feeling really burnt out, super anxious, overwhelmed. When I work really long hours, I start to go into this comparison mode. And then I feel like at the end of the day, sometimes my brain is so foggy that I can't like I can't process anything. And it's just a lot. And it started to creep up a lot more lately. And maybe it's because of the pandemic or homeschool or 15 Zoom calls a day because of work. I don't know. I just knew that I needed to do things differently in my business. And so I really started to dig in and study my habits a little more closely, specifically as it related to social media, what I was doing on social media and what results I was getting. And that part is key. So first, I'm just going to hit pause and say that I watched the Netflix um, Social Dilemma documentary, and whether you believe it or not, it is very eye-opening. And in fact, I think the thing that stuck with me the most is one of the like founders of Pinterest, like he's super high up. He doesn't work there anymore, but he doesn't even have the app on his phone. Like he runs the business or did run the business, but he doesn't even have the app on his phone. And the the social sort of dilemma of what social media does to you is so interesting. So I would encourage you to watch that just for reference if you haven't. But the other thing that I noticed was my kids and my husband's relationship with me and my laptop. So I joke that I have this like office that I just redid because we've been home for so long and I end up sitting working at the kitchen table most of the time. Um, But when like my kids come downstairs and I'm on my computer or I'm on my phone, like it just creates this negative connotation like, oh, mommy's working again. Mommy's on her phone again. And so it just like was a sign to me that I really wasn't being as present as I should be, even though I'm like obsessively time blocking and making sure I'm doing all the things. It just I knew that I needed to change something. So maybe you can relate a little bit to that. I also wanted to share if you're new here. So I started out in network marketing almost six years ago. And as of November in 2020, I could not remember a day where I was not on social media, at least for a few minutes. So when I started almost six years ago, we were taught to share on Facebook four to five times a day. Now, Facebook's very different now. Instagram didn't really exist at the time. But four to five times a day. It was like post your life, like post everything. And so I did. And then we were taught, well, share, you know, 10 to 15 stories, post every day. And honestly, it just became part of my routine because I thought that's what I needed to be successful. And it's what people who were successful were doing. And of course, social media changes a lot and it's continuing to change all the time. But I didn't feel like when I thought about the fact that I hadn't been off social media totally in like six years, like, can you, um, can you think of a day where you were not on your phone at all? I could not. And so I just started thinking about like, wow, maybe I really need to do something different. Like, can you imagine what you would do if you stood in line or you're waiting, you know, in the drive-thru and you weren't scrolling on your phone? I honestly couldn't 
couldn't think about what I would do. My brain had zero white space, like zero downtime. So I was either working or parenting or scrolling. And my day was completely packed until, you know, my rule was turn, you know, turn your computer off at seven or eight o'clock at night. And then I was just exhausted. So I learned that the white space is actually what I needed to be successful to help handle my anxiety and honestly, just have more joy and less comparison. So I wanted to walk through a couple of things that I've done, um, but I felt it was important to give you a little bit of backstory of why I am having a different approach to social media these days. So I want to dig into a couple of things that you can do and that you can look for when you're thinking about your relationship with social media and your business. And honestly, I feel like I needed to share this because I've had so many clients come to me and say that being on social media has burnt them out or maybe because of everything that's going on in the world, they have like increased anxiety and depression and it's just, it's a lot. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't be on social media, of course, that I am, but of course I am is what I meant. But there are some steps I think that you can take to have a really healthy relationship. So I actually got these from Psychology Today. I love sort of the back end, um, you know, psychological impact of some of these things. And so I thought these um, were helpful tips and some of the, the things that I did. The first one being is keep track of how much time you spend on social media. So for me, I think my Apple Watch does this automatically. I I don't even remember setting it up, but I do remember sitting in church back when you could actually go uh, places and seeing like, oh, you just spent five hours on social this week or on your phone this week. And I was like, oh my gosh, five hours? Like that is insane. So I started trying to just make a goal of how I could get that time down. Um, And so I did that by setting timers. So anytime I go into any app right now, I always set a timer, even if it's just like, you know, I'm just going to scroll, but I'm going to only scroll for 10 minutes. I'm going to set a timer. Or if I'm going into answer messages or emails, I'm going to do it for half hour and I'm going to set a timer for that. So that has dramatically helped um, how much time that I'm on social media. And it's also helped uh, my focus, right? Because I'm always going in to social media with a clear focus of what I want to do and how I want to do it. The second tip I will give is you can still be informed and take a break, right? Like I think when I, and it was over Thanksgiving that I took like five days off social and this is after five years of not being off social. And I felt this like anxiety of like, well, what if I miss something? Or what if like people think that I'm not around? And so the opposite actually happened. And that was a really cool sort of part of it is it's almost like people respected my business and my boundaries more because I was setting them and I was putting them out there. So I will say like on Saturday, like, hey, I'm taking a social media free weekend and I'll see you on Sunday or I'll see you on Monday. And that's been okay. And it seems to be this trend um, that I see popping up with some influencers and I am totally here to embrace it. So just because you're not on social media for a couple of days or hours does not mean that you're missing out. One, you can catch up. Two, not that much happens in that amount of time. And three, there are other ways to get news and information 
You can listen to podcasts. You can read blog posts. You can read a book. I mean, God forbid you actually like pick up a book and read it, which is crazy. That's actually one of the benefits that I've had um, with this approach is I've actually been reading books with my kids um, in the afternoons on the weekend. So long story short, you're not going to miss out. The third step that the Psychology Today referenced, which I am a huge fan of, is take a step back and evaluate. So is social media helping you? Is it making a difference? Is it a healthy relationship? Are you in a comparison trap all the time? How many forms of social media do you use? And are you realizing or just reminding yourself that social media is a highlight reel? So it is the best of the best, right? Like people are not showing as much as they say they are all the behind the scenes. Um, The other thing that you can do is turn off your notifications. So I have every single notification on my apps turned off so I don't get dinged about anything. And then I just go in when I'm ready. Um, And think about what apps you're using. Like, do you need to use all of them? Which ones are the most beneficial? It's sort of just a... uh, evaluation of your relationship, what you're using, and how you're using it. And then finally, the last step that I really have embraced and sort of gone back um, to using quite a bit is have a weekly unplug day. For me, this is usually Saturday or Sunday, uh, but designate a day of the week where you do not look at social media. I actually have taken the apps off my phone, so I can't like hide out in a closet when I'm trying to get some quiet time and be like, oh, I'm just going to scroll for a minute. Um, And then the other thing that I do is at night, uh, my phone goes to like, I don't know what the setting is. It's like a nighttime mode and it goes to like a lighter setting. So I know when my phone's in that light setting that I should not be on it. That means it is time to go to bed. And so I actually use the Calm app and it reminds me like, hey, it's time to go to bed. Um, so usually by like seven o'clock or eight o'clock each night, I turn all devices off and I do not get on them before I go to bed, which then helps me sleep better. I'm not as anxious. I wake up, I'm ready to go. And then you guys all know my, uh, morning routine where I am not on my phone until I get through sort of my own personal stuff. Uh, So those are just some ideas. But I mean, honestly, I just feel like it is so healthy to just evaluate like what is your relationship with social media? And how is it making you feel? How is how is your business doing? Like maybe you need to just think about how to do things differently. And for me, what this meant for my business is I needed to change my strategy because I was on Instagram all the time. And at the time, I was not getting any results. So I did. I changed my strategy. So now podcasting is my content pillar focus, which I talked about a couple episodes ago in terms of how I repurpose content, but podcasting is where it all starts. I can control it. I'm not on my phone and it is, I love doing it. I love teaching and I love talking to all of you. So that has been a very positive shift. I then switched my content around so that Pinterest and podcasting are actually my number one organic lead sources right now. Um, In addition to my Facebook community, Instagram is like sometimes number three, uh, depending on what's going on, which is totally okay. But I use Instagram now to 
focus on networking, providing value, establishing authority, which we talked about last week. It's very, very different. And so I go in to DMs and emails and all of that with a different focus. I set timers, I focus on networking, I focus on sharing so much value that it feels good to be on social media. So I encourage you to take a look at what you're doing on social right now and ask yourself, can you do it consistently exactly what you're doing right now for two to three years? And for me, it was a hard no freaking way. So I say, what can you do to control your time and your relationship and actually focus more on real life? Change it up. You do not have to be on your phone scrolling for hours. And I know we all sort of do the scrolling thing, but you don't have to do it and have it be this huge time suck, which leads to anxiety and frustration. So I'm going to leave you with some inspiration to take a look at your social media and think about how you can make it a healthy and enjoyable relationship and use the tool for what it is for networking and to just bring a little more joy to your life. If you want to talk about more about how I made the shift or what I am doing to better control my relationship with social media, shoot me a message, join the Facebook community, and I am happy to help. I'll talk with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 